Hello, this is Christina, and welcome to the Redemption Piece, where we spread hope, joy, and peace one podcast at a time. I have four children, but there is one child that I do not often speak of. This story is not about that child, but this child's story does come into play. You see, before I came to know Christ, I exercised my right to choose and I terminated my pregnancy. This child's life has affected me in many, many ways over the years. And this story is about the shame and the guilt that came with that decision and how it affected the birth and the story of baby Bella. September 9th, 2010, 3.30 in the morning, I gave birth to a six-pound, five-ounce baby girl, Isabella Hope. She was perfect. The pregnancy was not. The pregnancy was painful. It was the worst because I could not produce anything, but I was constantly nauseous. This pregnancy wasn't planned. It was a welcomed interruption, but it wasn't planned. I had set my heart on racing in a marathon. I was enjoying just being a mom to a two-year-old and having my older children and enjoying the first few years of marriage to my new husband, Dave. So when I got the news I was pregnant, I was excited, but shocked. And again, it was welcomed. But the pregnancy was awful. And I was just angry at how sick I was. And I was high risk because I was over 35 years old, which is always fun. So I went into labor three weeks early with with this child and everything seemingly was fine. I was still so sick at the hospital that I finally ended up throwing up while giving birth to her. So the next morning they took her to bathe her and get her ready And it was actually that morning because she was born at 3.30 and it was later on um, they took her away to go bathe her. And my son, my oldest son, he was 18 at the time, came to the hospital because he wanted to meet his baby sister. Well, I called to the nurse's station and I asked them if they could please bring my child to me so that I can, you know, spend time with her because... They had her for a while. They said, the doctor will be in to talk to you. And I was shocked because I was not quite sure what had happened. She was healthy. My husband had gone to get us some food and he was in line at Portillo's, which is an amazing Chicago-based restaurant that has the most incredible hot dogs, Italian beefs, 
yum. But he was in line and I called him. I said, Dave, something is wrong with the baby. Hurry up and get back. And he was in between cars, so he couldn't hurry hurry back, but he said he just started praying. The doctor comes in and says to me that the baby stopped breathing during bath time. I said, what do you mean she stopped breathing during bath time? And they said, well, she turned blue and she is now on oxygen because she is having trouble filling her lungs, basically is what they said. She wasn't getting enough oxygen. What does this mean? They had no answers at this point. When a woman gives birth, she is in a position to feel all the things that your body is supposed to feel, the pains, the aches, because your body is trying to normalize after this very big event that happened. At that moment, I felt nothing. I felt nothing in my entire body other than this adrenaline of, I need to see her. We need answers. So thus began our stay in the NICU. And ultimately, lots and lots of tests that would occur. Now let me back up a little bit. Several years prior, quite a few, I had become pregnant. And this is before I knew Jesus. This is before I understood life the way it's supposed to be understood and valued. And I knew I didn't want to be pregnant at the time, so I exercised my right to choose and I chose abortion. I'm not going to share everything about this circumstance and about everything that happened because it is a a huge redemption story and a redemption piece of my life and part of my testimony, which I will share. But this has a lot to do with how I processed these three days. So ultimately... What started happening in my mind, even though I knew truth at this point, even though I knew the truth of Romans 8, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. For to set the mind in the flesh is death, but to set the mind in the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. I knew this truth. I knew 
that I've been redeemed. I knew that I was walking in the spirit. I knew that I should feel no shame or no guilt or no regret over my decision anymore because sin has been taken. It was laid at the cross. My sin was laid at the cross. But the enemy, the enemy was making me feel as if the reason my little baby girl was in the NICU was because of the thing that I have done, that I had done. He made me feel as if this was punishment for taking the life of my child. So tests ensued on baby Bella and there were no answers. We didn't know what was going on. She had several tests and her oxygen levels were still going down. And then I was becoming angry and bitter. I could remember it it is so clear and I can recall how I sat in the NICU holding her and I was just angry at God because I felt as if he was punishing me, that none of the things that I believed about him or his character were true. And it was hurting, and I was mad. But unbeknownst to me, I had an army of prayer warriors who were praying from our church, from our family, lifting up the situation when all I could do was be bitter. I had gone through this horrible pregnancy and all of a sudden, I don't have my little girl. They can't figure out why she's not breathing, why she holds her breath, why she turns blue. I didn't understand. And I thought to myself, I remember thinking, if she dies, there is no God. That hurts me even to say that this day. It hurts me to say that. But I remember it so clearly. So the third night, the NICU was filled with beautiful nurses who loved on these babies so well, who were just sent to care for these children and their families and they would sit with them in the middle of the night and hold them and the third night we still had no answers they didn't know why she wasn't breathing and they were going to consider sending her to the children's hospital soon to figure it out so That third night, I remember sitting in the NICU and listening to the nurses talk over those babies. And one in particular, she sat rocking this baby in her arms and she began singing, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so little ones to him belong. We are weak and he is strong. And all I could do was 
begins sobbing. In that moment, I had peace. That moment, I had gratitude for her little life, for her little body. That moment, I submitted her to our God, to our Lord, and I said, Lord, your will, not mine. It was reminiscent of Jesus praying to his Father, take this from me. Your will, not mine. And I thanked him over and over again. And even if it was three days that I had her, even if that was it, I was so grateful. I just remember this peace, you know, that beautiful peace that surpasses all understanding washing over me. And I knew God didn't punish me. His ways are not our ways. I didn't understand it, but I submitted. And the next morning, we found out that the neurosurgeon was coming from Children's Hospital to see her. They did a few more tests. It was early afternoon when they called us in, and the doctor said to me, to Dave and I, you can take her home. And I looked at him and I said, excuse me? And he said, you can take her home. Color me confused, but she turns blue. What am I supposed to do with this? And he said, when she starts to turn blue, just shake her foot. What? Yes. Shake her toes, shake her foot. Her lungs aren't fully developed, but she's fine. She'll be fine. I said, are you going to give me a bell or something to take her home with? Like, what do we, what does this mean? And he said, you're going to be okay. They noticed that we didn't leave her side and they didn't think we were going to leave her side anyway. So we took her home and you betcha that nobody slept in our house for the next several days. We all took turns watching her to make sure she never turned blue. And I believe that she did once when we first got home, but that was it. And then now she has lots of words. So there is nothing um, remotely... um, left over from that incident. She loves to hear the stories. She loves to um, hear how she fought through that. (laughs) But again, no real medical answers as to why she was holding her breath. (laughs) I look back and I know what the enemy was trying to do. He was trying to use shame and guilt to turn me away from God, to turn my back on God. But that didn't work. 
And I not only use the story of my child, but other stories in my life and those closest to me to draw people closer to the Lord. This is why I feel confident that the Spirit was pressing upon me to share this story with you because I know that we are all struggling in one way. Sometimes we struggle with doubt. Sometimes we struggle with fear. Sometimes we struggle with our faith. But I would just encourage you, as Philippians 4, 7 says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Lean in, press on, and commit that to memory. Because he has peace for you in all circumstances. Hey, thanks for listening to the Redemption Peace. Our hope is that you would find this content helpful and hopeful for your daily walk with the Lord. If you did find this of value, please hit subscribe. Take care and peace.